Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020, and today's episode kicks off our very exciting new sports series and today we're going to be talking all about sports vision therapy and we're going to be joined later by our guest who is an expert in this field. So for our weekly insight this week we wanted to kind of talk about what is sports vision therapy. Um, This realm of vision therapy is a little different than the past vision therapy uh, sessions that Dr. Zelnicki and I have talked about on past episodes. Uh, your traditional vision therapy is kind of considered more rehabilitative in nature. You know, we see a patient, we diagnose them with a visual dysfunction, and then through our therapy program, we're working on that visual dysfunction to try to improve that system. But it is possible to have normal visual skills, but to work on enhancing them. And that really comes into play in the realm of athletes, right? Dr. Z, why don't you tell us a little bit about athletes and the visual skills they need to play sports. Yeah, so each, it's interesting, and this is sort of why we wanted to kick off the sports vision series, because there are all different visual skills needed for every single different sport, and even positions within the sport. What visual skills a pitcher needs are very different than an outfielder or even an infielder. So we're really going to, it's a very, very big topic, but on the overall, athletes need to have first and foremost, good eye-hand coordination, really good timing. They also need to be able to just see clearly. So we need to always make sure that our athletes are getting eye exams just to make sure that they're seeing as clearly as possible. And I think, I I know what I always say, I joke with people and I say that everybody can use a little vision therapy. And athletes are the perfect example of this because they typically do have really excellent vision to begin with. They see clearly, they're functioning at a very high level, but there's always room for improvement because vision is a learned process and we can always improve upon that and that's really really where sports vision therapy or sports vision enhancement comes in so I am so happy to have on our guest today because he's really dedicated his whole career to doing sports vision therapy and enhancement and I can't wait to talk to him to see what knowledge he's going to bring to that podcast today So now a word from our sponsor, and when we come back, we'll be joined by our guest, Dr. Joseph LaPlaca. This episode is brought to you by Brunel. They are our go-to company for our vision therapy products we use in our office. For more than 60 years, Brunel has served the eye care community by developing and marketing unique and necessary solutions for doctors to help their patients reach their maximum visual potential. They offer over 2,000 products to meet the primary care and vision testing needs of their customers. They offer the largest line of vision therapy, visual rehabilitation, and behavioral optometry products in the world. They want to help doctors help their patients, especially in these uncertain times. Doctors can contact Burnell for all of their remote vision therapy needs. Give them a call or visit their website, www.burnell.com, to discuss the possibilities and see their monthly specials. Burnell wants to interact with you. Make sure you join the conversation on their social media. Build up your order and save. Our listeners can use promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping on orders within the U.S. over $199. Again, use our promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping. 
Our guest today, Dr. Joe LaPlaca, obtained his Bachelor of Science degree with a major in biology and a minor in chemistry from Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He then obtained his Doctorate of Optometry from the Illinois College of Optometry in Chicago, Illinois in 2009. In July of 2018, Dr. Joe decided to pursue his real passion of sports vision training and enhancement and started Aries Elite Sports Vision to help athletes gain their competitive edge. Combining his love of the visual system, cutting-edge technology, and extensive history with sports, including soccer, basketball, hockey, volleyball, and being a first-degree black belt, has always been his main goal. He partners with D1 Finch Creek, Indy 11, and Butler Athletics, and works with the charities Racing Against ADHD and Driving for Dyslexia. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Joe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in becoming an optometrist and then became so interested in your passion of sports vision therapy. Yeah, so it's um, a good question. Um, so yeah, so I, I was born in Chicago, raised in Wisconsin, and then I went to Marquette for undergrad, Marquette University. And then my sister attended Illinois College of Optometry. She was a, a year ahead of me while I was still in school. And I wanted to either do chiropractic, dental, optometry, um, somewhere in that realm where I didn't have to do surgery, but I still got to be uh, able to help people and, and serve in that way. And I visited ICO and I was like, yep, this is it. Like, it was like one of those, like, yeah, this is definitely where I want to go. Like, this is what I want to pursue. It was never really like a, a full-blown eyes are my passion right out the gate but it morphed into into that and then how I can serve through that lens, I guess, to pardon my pun. <laughs> and, uh, and even so in optometry school, I knew that there was a marriage between sports and vision. And I know that some people had kind of dabbled in it and they kind of had done it as like a side practice or, you know, maybe a small percentage of what they did when they saw an athlete come in, they said, oh, let's do vision therapy because you're an athlete and let's try and look at it through that scope. And I envision it as a much bigger piece than that. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, I did op corporate optometry for eight years. And then in 2018, I started uh, Aries Elite Sports Vision and been doing that ever since. Were you an athlete growing up? Is that kind of what brought you to sports vision? Yeah, uh, you name you name the sport. I played it. I mean, I wrestled first first degree black belt in Kikido, uh, soccer, football, basketball, baseball. I mean, volleyball, everything that you could imagine. I played, and so I think I, I think I had a different understanding of the relationship than most people, or you know, most optometrists who um, might not have had that in, in growing up, um, and so. I understood the importance of it and kind of all the different aspects that go into it. Like each position is completely different on what their visual needs are. And so being able to address those, I saw as a huge opportunity. I think that's what makes you such an expert in this area because you're really looking at it from those two different viewpoints. One is the doctor, um, but also the athlete standpoint too. So you can really understand your athletes that are coming to you and their visual needs. Mm -hmm. And let's just talk a little bit about what basic visual needs are really important in sports? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously for step one is visual clarity, right? I mean, everything, everything bases itself off of how far and how well we can see something. So that 
needs to be step one, I think, in everybody. So that's why most people are like, oh, do glasses or contacts, right? Um, but I think with the athlete, what we need to focus on is making sure that they're better than 2020, right? Like doing everything in our power to address their visual clarity so that they're 2015 at a minimum. And we're looking at, you know, 2013, 20 over nine for, for some of these guys, because IndyCar drivers, they're going 238 miles an hour. So if they're, you know, if they're missing a small percentage of their visual clarity, that directly impacts their reaction time. And that is everything in their, in their sport. So that needs to be step one. And then I take a look at visual alignment. I take a look at their saccadic um, functioning, their pursuits, their um, accommodative facility. I take a look at all of that stuff because that's super important for athletes as well. So dynamic vision, vestibular ocular reflex. I mean, there's, there's way more that goes into an athlete than athletes realize for their visual systems. Right. I feel like athletes sometimes think, especially ones that are playing on a collegiate level already or even early professional levels they feel like I see great I can see clearly there's nothing else that I can do um, and that's so far from the truth um, now what is your approach to training these athletes that are a little different than say a regular vision therapy patient yeah so that's that's the the major component right so VT that's not the space that I want to be in right there are experts in that space that I, I can't compete with, and that's not what I want to compete with. That those are not that's not the population that I want to serve, because um, there's there's challenges there that I don't enjoy doing. Um, and so what I really focus on is, hey, are there if there is a deficit or if there is something that they're struggling with that I think is a pretty big deficit, I refer them to vision therapy first to say, hey, let's get that cleaned up. Right, that's not my space. That's not where we want to function in. And so those patients, we push to somebody else. If it's, they don't have any real visual issues and we want to just hit the ground running, we work on in-office stuff, but we also work on at-home stuff. And the at-home stuff, we work through Aries Academy, which is the, another part of the business that has stuff specifically designed for athletes to be working on at home. Hand-eye coordination stuff, uh, neurocognitive stuff, um, pursuits and saccades, uh, accommodative facilities, so switching back and forth between those. So we have that section where they work on a set of drills all the way from point A to point Z um, to improve. But then in office, we work through reaction time, peripheral awareness, uh, perception span, multiple object tracking, all of those things that kind of combine different technology that's out there to create challenges for these guys. I'm really glad that you brought up the technology piece. What specific equipment do you use to enhance your therapy? Yeah, so it's a wide variety. Really, I mean, it, it really is a wide variety. Um, I think one of the biggest players in the game right now is Synaptec. Um, as far as their strobe glasses with their um, sensory station, their tablet, their their Swift Touch, which is a new dynamic vision board reaction, eye hand reaction board. So I think Dyna 2, like the Dyna 2 vision board, but a, a, a new touch on it. Um, fit lights, which are a LED reaction light sequencing that you set up, you program, you can make however difficult you want or however easy you want. And it's really just limited by your creativeness 
uh, and, and, and creating those drills for those guys. Those, those would say, I'd say are the two, the two big things. Um, Switched On is another cool app, um, which is a little bit more based for at-home type stuff, but I use that to integrate with some of the other technologies as well. Um, and then, you know, there's hand-eye coordination sticks, there's reaction balls, those types of things that just make it a little bit different for them. I think that we're so fortunate we live in this time where we have so much great technology at our fingertips that can really help these populations that we're all working with. Mm -hmm. And as you're working with these athletes throughout your vision therapy program, what kind of changes do they start to see in their game and their skills? And how are you assessing that progress in their performance yourself throughout the program? And then do you maybe have one of your favorite athlete patient stories to share and how it, how it changed their game? Yeah, so um, I think th there's two important points there. First, I think that if we're doing this, we need to be tracking results, right? Which I think when it started in the 80s, 90s, they weren't really tracking any of this data. They, they weren't really saying, oh, this is, this is where you started. This is where you're at now, and this is where we need to keep going. And so I think that's an, a huge important piece of what I do as far as setting up protocols for them to be able to track their progress for me to be able to track their progress, but also show them their progress within that space. And so I think that's why I like, you know, the, the fit lights because they give you a reaction score. And if you're setting these things up as a standardization, it's, it's easy to track their progress, right? But if you're just doing the drills to do the drills, you're not going to necessarily notice the results and it's going to be hard for them to notice their results as well. And so showing them quantitatively how they're doing is, is a huge important piece. And so um, that's been one of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about showing them their results. The second piece, um, like a success story would be, uh, so I work with the youngest uh, professional athlete in the U S. Oh, wow. Uh, he is a race car driver, and he's been driving carts since he was five years old. And they just signed him to um, uh, his own, they're like building a, a team around him, and they just got him a, a race car and all of this, this stuff. He's 13 years old, so he's driving 150 miles an hour um, because, they, because they built a team around him. It's, called, uh, it's for the Sarah, Sarah Fisher Hartman team. And so the biggest, he's probably my biz, biggest success stories or one of the biggest ones because of how he was doing before we started training, before we, before we did the evaluation, he was struggling. He was really struggling. Like his vision was off. He was running into to Rex. Like he had won the national circuit the year before. And then the year that I had seen him, he was really having a hard time and working with me and the, uh, you know, cleaning things up and, working through the, the treatment program and all that stuff, he was able to see massive gains. And then this, this last year he had awesome, he had an awesome run. And then he, um, he signed that deal for, to be the, the youngest U S professional athlete. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. know it was legal for a 13 year old to drive a race car, but I guess it's different rules out there on the racetrack. Right. Yeah. So now what, so I know you touched on this a little bit, but I want to delve a little bit more into it because I think it's really interesting, e even for the optometrist listening, that you've really created, you are 
Aries Elite Sports Vision is really just about sports vision enhancement. It's not at all therapy, and I think that's really unique. Um, so what does your enhancement program entail? Like, like what, what does that actually look like? Is how many times are they seeing you in office? How long is the program? What does that look like? Yeah, so I don't think that there's an end date to the programming. Um, I think that that's the difference between traditional VT and what I'm doing. Because in five years, I think we'll look back at this and say, this is something that every athlete is doing now, right? Like, I think that it's, it's, it's that important for them because it is such an underserved population, right? Like back to your point earlier, you said D1 athletes say, oh, I got to this point. My vision must be good. Well, studies show that 38, 39% of them have some sort of a visual deficit, that's exactly what I find with uh, when I'm doing evaluations on Butler baseball or the Indy 11. Like I'm finding deficits, not just visual clarity things. It's like virgins issues. It's accommodative problems. It's um, you know, all those, all those things that they don't think about that most general optometry isn't looking for. That's the space that I'm looking to see where we can make these guys better. And um, you know, so I, I really think that the importance of that is really where this needs to head instead of traditional VT, where it's a three month program and that's it. Like these guys need to be working on this stuff continuously as if they're body training, right. As if they're, they're training their physical attributes as well, because, so, because the neuroplasticity within the brain is just being really discovered and really, um, uh, monitored and tracked and, and we're seeing just huge gains that people can make. Right. I think that's a really interesting point. Um, and I really like your thought process that this really should be continually worked on because athletes work on their strengths and their motor skills all throughout their career. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I think those motor skills are so obviously thought of and it's thought of, you got to build up your strength, your flexibility. And it's so obvious that those skills are needed within the sport, but to the three of us, it's so obvious also that the visual skills are so necessary too. And so we're just so grateful that you really see that, that link and are, are really working on this with athletes and providing the service. And, you know, we're excited for the future. And hopefully, like you said, in, in five years, this is just the mainstay. And it's something that's just, just known and not, not missed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to back to your, back to your original question. So it depends on the athlete that I'm seeing, right? If I'm going in with a, with a team, I'm going to try and do that once a week so I can cycle through 20 guys at my station that they're running things through, right? So I'll have three different drills that we've set up and they're going to be running through that stuff as part of their training, right? So they, they're taking BP, they're taking fielding, then they're working on vision, right? Like that's what we've set up with, with Butler is they know that once a week, Dr. LaPlaca comes in, we're working on this for this amount of time in these groupings. Great. Go. Um, so it's, it's become a staple for teams, right? But also if we're doing the in-office stuff, if, some, if I say, hey, these three guys on the team need additional work because they're struggling in this, this, and this space, then it's 45-minute sessions for one time a week, two times a week. So I would say for the, the elite-level athletes, we try to do two times a week. Um, especially if we're trying to hit it hard in the off season where we're trying to build up as much as we can in, in the shortest amount of time to get the biggest gains for them. But if it's a 14 year old 
high school basketball player, like we can take our time a little bit more and try and um, make sure that we're progressing at the, the rate that's appropriate for them. I love that. It it's, sounds very similar to how we approach, even though it's we're doing vision therapy, we don't have a cookbook, right? Like every patient is so incredibly different and their needs are so different. So when we're programming and estimating sessions, we say, okay, we think, you know, we're going to need between 18 and 24 sessions and each session really kind of is dictated based on how they do previously. And it sounds like that's very much how you kind of set up your program for your athletes. Um, now, do you find that the athletes, or I should say, when do you start to see the athletes notice the change? Like, do they come in and say like, what are you talking about, Dr. LaPlaca? Like, you're yep. not so, I do great. And then they start to do the exercises. Do they, when do they feel that change? So, in most cases, it's like two or three months. Um, but they have this like aha moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's when they're playing their sport or when they're driving or when they're doing whatever they're doing. And they realize that, hey, had I not been working with Dr. LaPlaca, I would not have been able to do that. Or I would not have um, seen that happen as, as quickly as I saw it and made the right decision to do that. Um, you know, if we go, if we go back to, to Elliot, um, it was, uh, it was a, a moment where he was going about 65, 70 miles an hour and he would have wrecked. He, his brakes went out. He was going 65, 70 miles an hour. His brakes went out and he would have wrecked had he not had vision training. And he texted me directly after the race. He's like, mom, I have to go text Dr. LaPlaca. He's like, he saved me from a wreck. Um, and so like, that was a, that was a really cool moment because like, just knowing that he saw it and the work that we were doing really, um, really felt good for me, but also like validating for, for him that, Hey, if I put in the hard work, like this is what can happen. This is how much better I can be in that space. It's pretty amazing that, uh, for a 13 year old to have, have to see the effects right for him to have appreciated that he had this situation ar arise and he was able to handle the situation better based on your training right, right. and that's that's big for a 13 year old sometimes we can't even get adults <laughs> to recognize uh the the changes that we've made for them right and i i just had another one recently uh, an nhl guy that i work with he said because we've been working on a, a tip drill for him to work on how well he, he adjusts his stick and how well he does that kind of stuff and how fast he does that. He's like, I can tell my tipping is so much better. And so like that little skill might make him that much more valuable on his team, which could make him millions of dollars, right? Like that's the, that's the space that we're working in. We're working in like how we can take this much improvement over the next guy and that's worth a bunch of money or if it's face-offs or whatever it might be for that specific athlete that he wants to work on. Right. Giving them that little competitive edge can really be life-changing for them. Oh yeah. I got, I got scoreboards up. And so they, they know who they kind of know who's where and who's crushing it and where they need to go. And so, yeah, you have to, you have to definitely delve into their competitive nature. Yeah. Right. And that can be a huge motivating factor. <laughs> Now, I'm just curious, how do athletes find you? Do they seek you out on their own? Um, is this something like coaches are bringing whole teams to you? How do, how do they find you? It's a good combination, really. I mean, it's a lot of grassroots type stuff because 
that's been the biggest, I think that's the biggest challenge in growing a business that is not a known commodity yet, right? Like if you go to a gym, you know what you're going to get. But if you go to a sports vision optometrist, you have no idea what, what the exam looks like. You have no idea what the, uh, the training looks like. So it's really been word of mouth and referrals into because somebody else had worked with me and they say, Hey, you like, you might not know what this is, but trust me, this is what your kids should be doing uh, if they want to be X, Y, or Z. Um, so that's been a lot of it. Um, and then we just direct people through to the websites, AriesEliteSportsVision.com and then Aries-Academy.com as well. Now, due to COVID, have you been able to launch more of like a virtual platform? So you're in Indianapolis, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if for our listeners that aren't in Indianapolis, uh, can they still work with you? Can they connect with you? How does that work? So, yeah, so COVID's funny. I mean, not funny, but it's, <laughs> it's, it was like, we were, st- we were, op- we were set to open our first practice our first office in March, like the middle of March. Oh boy. <laughs> and so then the lockdown happened and, and everything. And um, then we ended up opening in August. So it's been this like slow tempered, like, do we go in? Do we come out? Like, uh, what does this look like uh, right. in, as far as building that type of stuff? So that's been interesting to say, to say the least. Yeah. So that's the, that's what Aries Academy is. Um, so I think you guys had on um, Tamara Petrosia. Petrosian. Petro- yep. Petrosian. Yeah. So she, so she owns, runs Antio and that's mm-hmm. actually what our sports vision training platform is run on as well. Um, so yeah, so I've created that out. Um, I have about a year's worth of sports vision training progressions all the way through there. So, um, you know, it's about, we guesstimate it's about 75 to 80% of what you would get in office so that people can still be doing stuff at home in case we go into a second lockdown or in case they can't be here in Indy. Um, okay. The only thing that we have set up or that I envision being the, the route forward is that they need to have a sports vision exam or an exam by a vision therapist. Um, uh, because we, we need to identify those, those deficits and we need to know where they're making progressions and where they're, where they're improving. So if, if it's in conjunction with, you know, you or another sports vision, uh, therapist, that's, that's the space that we want them to be functioning out of as well, since I can't be in the same state as them. And so we, I, I envision optometry being the main factor in this space, even though there are gym owners and chiropractors and all these other people trying to get into it. I think that ultimately, if we do it right, I think we are the experts within the space. Right. I think it's important that this is really, you know, coming from an optometry standpoint, because we really understand the visual system and all the pieces that go into it. And um, I wanted to ask you, because you're such a pioneer in the field, what do you think is on the horizon for sports vision enhancement in athletes? And how do we get to that point where you said in five years, you hope this is the mainstay? How do we get there? Yeah, so I think it's, I think it really is more people taking the dive, right? It really is just a, 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 a blind faith in that this is what can be really impactful, right? Because 
how many athletes have never even had an eye exam, right? That's such an underserved population. How many? And then how many, even if they get an eye exam, it's just contacts and glasses, even more, like, and so I think that there are just people out there that ha- that don't get eye exams. And I think once we can get that message across, like everybody should be getting it. If you're an athlete, if you think you're seeing really, really well, you can, there are still things you should be working on with your visual system. And so I think once we can brand that message and say, it doesn't matter if you think you're seeing good, you, you might not be, we need to check it out. And even if you are, great, let's work on some other stuff. Um, because it is so, it's just exciting to, to make improvements in a space that we didn't know or think that there could be improvements. And I'm seeing those improvements like on a daily. Uh, and so that's really exciting. Right. And that's why I think, you know, I think once we get more people fully invested in it, like you guys are doing what, 90% VT and then a small percentage of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that's what this needs to become. It needs to become a specialization where we aren't worried about glasses. We aren't like, we, aren't, we don't have an op. I don't have an optical. I don't really deal in that space. I say, here's your prescription. Go to 1-800-CONTACTS, go to Dr. Contact Lens, go to whoever for that, go to Warby Parker, go to Zenny, go to whatever optical you want. That's not the space I'm operating in. Like, here's your prescription. We know what that is. Go get that taken care of. And then let's come back and work. Um, And so that's really where I think that we need to kind of focus is there needs to be these specialty niches, right? Like a orthodont like an orthodontist they have specialties within there that they're doing braces or they do whatever i think that's ultimately what we need to become yeah i think that it that's really and that's like the bigger optometry thing right is that there is such a need for doctors to specialize and i always say you can't be a, a jack of all trades and a master of none right you are a master of sports vision enhancement when people come to you, their vision is going to be enhanced on every single level, right? You're going to improve their ability to see in 3D. You're going to improve their eye-hand coordination. And I I 100% agree that this needs to be people and eye doctors taking the plunge and not being afraid to set up a specialization. And it is a little bit uncomfortable when Dr. L and I first opened our office. So many of our eye doctor friends were like, you're not going to have an optical. Like, yeah, you're bla- crazy. <laughs> like literally blasphemy, right? That we mm-hmm. didn't have an optical. But similarly, we we weren't planning on being really good opticians. You know, we didn't want to be in that space. And I think it I think finding a doctor like yourself and like Dr. L and I that dedicate their career to specializing in a very minute space is where things need to go because you can't be treating glaucoma on one patient, but then enhancing vision on your race car driver in the next appointment because you're just not in the right mindset. And this is what's so incredibly important about vision therapy and vision enhancement is finding the right person to get you as an athlete or even a student or a professional to the next level. And that seems like what where you're going and with what your business model is, is really just focusing in on that enhancement piece. Yep. Yeah. And to be, to be straight, it is scary as bleep um, because I mean, it is, it's an unknown commodity, right? Like it's a struggle to 
figure figure this model out like that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest struggle is figuring out like hey what works hey what doesn't what should pricing be what should like what are all of these other exterior things like what is uh, you know, how do we attack it on social media? What should we be doing marketing wise? What should we be doing within all these different spaces? So you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, Jillian Michaels reference. I like it. If you're, yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you're not, don't do it. Like, I mean, r- really that's, but if you're, if you're like, yeah, this is something I'm super passionate about. And this mm-hmm. is something that, you know, yeah, a year or two of, of really hard work and I can be successful at this. Like, cool, let's go. We need those people. We don't need somebody who just wants to dip their toe in sports vision and buy the sensory station and then that be it and say, oh, this didn't work. Right. Right. It's I not going to work if you're putting 5% in. Right. I, in, in my opinion. Nope. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope. You're no, not. I think we think you're right. No, it takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of dedication to do what you're doing. And I think, you know, the stories you shared and, you know, the performance enhancements that you have in your athletes are such a testament to the work that you're doing. And I know that we both learned a lot from you today and are going to take this into our practice and share with our listeners where they can find you and learn more about you. So, yeah, so website, AriesEliteSportsVision.com, A-R-E-S, uh, like the god of war. Um, and then Aries-Academy.com as well. You can toss those into to, to Google or wherever you should be able to find Yeah, me. I'll link everything in the show notes. And you are, and then, in terms of social media, where are you? Instagram. Uh, we do minimal stuff on Twitter, but... You know, if you're, if you're looking for content of like things that I've done or things that things that we're doing and working on, I would go to Instagram for sure. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. LaPlaca. We learned so much from you today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate no, it. Um, keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.